Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. And just before we get into it, a slightly uh, somber start. Just want to, all three of us here, want to pay our respects to wrestler known as Shad Gaspard who tragically lost his life this week. We're all fans of him, watching him in the, in the WWF, and he died a hero. So before we start, I just want to say, rest in peace, Shad. Right, this week, joining me is the world-famous Terry Peters. Terry Peters, how are we doing? Yeah, all good here. Just another week of lockdown done. <laughs> Excellent news. And also joining us is Lou Markham. Lou, what's going on? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm. If anything, I'm a man of my word. More than anything else. Um, right. So we got we got eleven reviews. <laughs> what <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> You're like a transformer. What is what is that? You Power Rangers out here? Is that a Power Ranger I can find? Right. Okay. So we we did as the saying is, I'm messing around. We will never break a promise. That's correct. Um, we got ten reviews. Tay Peters has started growing his rat tail. And Lou said he'd dress up as a green Power Ranger. What we have in front of us is <laughs> a blue, is a blue Transformer. It's a blue Transformer. Don't it's worry, a, it's a Power Rangers mask. <laughs> what world uh, is that a Power Rangers mask? It said Power Ranger on the packet. The picture will be on social media for all of you to judge, and you can tell us is it is this good enough? Because we did see a green Power Rangers suit. This is a blue. Transformer mask. <laughs> it's a Power Ranger. It's Sat there looking at like Optimus Prime. You know? You've now got to sit for the rest of this recording <laughs> like that as well. Oh, I'm sweating this. I can't. <laughs> can you even see out of it? It doesn't yeah, even really. Fit your head. Is, it, blue. is it Child's? It's a Child's mask. Yeah. It doesn't even fit your head. <laughs> no, I've got. I realised that my mouth and beard are hanging out the bottom of it. <laughs> it's quite the scene. <laughs> But um, I think I speak for both of us here, Tim Peters, where we are not accepting this as loose. We are accepting it, and we were not expecting it. It's a Power Rangers action mask. It's a Transformers mask. It's the equivalent of Tim Peters buying hair extensions for his rat tail. I mean, that is exactly what I was going to do, because I'm really struggling <laughs> with this rat tail business. Outrageous. Outrageous a lot of you. This is a... 
Is it good enough? No, this is not good enough. Well, maybe uh, the people should decide again. The people decide, okay, then. So we'll put the pictures <laughs> on social media. We'll put out polls on social media. You, the listeners, will tell us whether Lou's got away with it or, like we all know you'll think, it's an absolute disgrace and it needs to try better. I don't understand. It's fair, I just, nice. just, you know, we've got limited supplies at the moment, right? <laughs> yeah, it's hard times. <laughs> People have been stockpiling. People have stockpiled green oranges. <laughs> so you said so. That was that's the bit that's annoying me the most. I'd have let you off if you were bought a full blue suit. No, this is just a power engine in his casual life. What does a blue power engine wear when he's not power engine? He's really got the, he wears a nice t-shirt and a hoodie. Obviously, he wear the suits all the time, though, did he? We've not ever seen power rangers. That's what I mean. So I'm dressed as the blue power engine, but just on a day off. <laughs> have the mask on when he's the blue bar ranger. No one wants to see the blue bar ranger on his day off. It's like going to see Sting with all the makeup. You see him at school with the day off. You don't wear the power ranger mask all the way yeah. around school. Yeah, sometimes you do. Oh, what? Well, sorry. If you're at a child's party and they say, "Oh, we've got a power ranger," and it's just some bloody fellow who comes <laughs> in his bloody hoodie, that's all right for you, is it? Because it's a power ranger on the day off. Outrageous. Take it off. You've you've embarrassed me. You've embarrassed Terry Pierce. You've embarrassed yourself. <laughs> and you've embarrassed this podcast. The round podcast. Hey, I have stuck to my promise to the rest of the uh, nation. The Lou World Order. I wanted to see a power ranger, and that's exactly what they've got. Now I'm going to take it off because my face is sweating. The people will judge, Lou, and we'll find out next week whether, you know, you, you've done all right or you're a massive disgrace. I think this is this is perfectly acceptable. I'm drawing a line in the sand with this. Take it off, right, before you get us all angry. I'm angry, John. Outrageous. I can't get it off. It's too small. Stuff oh, on my head. This is, this is horrendous. This is... <laughs> well, I can't on. wait to hear your thoughts on this uh, pay-per-view wearing that. How's it held on? You're going to take it off and you're going to have a massive imprint of a Power Rangers one. It's got like full on ski goggles inside. It's really, it's good stuff, really. I've not cheaped out. I've not got all the plastic ones. Dare we ask one. how much was that? I can't tell you, can I? The, um... <laughs> that means it was loads then. <laughs> so let's just, let's just say it's coming out of your wrestling around wages. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to take it off and I'll show you the entire because it's an impressive mask, really. The, uh, the Power Rangers action mask on uh, you can get it on Amazon. For a reasonable price. Other masks are available. He's <laughs> dripping. He's absolutely dripping, we swear. Ah, uh, <laughs> that. Look, it's got like actual ski goggles inside it. Yeah. I mean, that's quite it, it looks like, we're not um, ever saying that the mask was of poor quality. We're just saying the mask is not what we wanted. It's a Power Rangers mask. <laughs> was it not a green one? There's no green one there. It was I, I, I have found it on Amazon. <laughs> Twelve ninety nine. There you go. <laughs> Christ, worth it. Right, right. We're done. Help with our podcast free by subscribing to it. There you go. Power Rangers. Oh, it Thank does you. Power Rangers. Terry Peters. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, you've, you might, you've, well, it's not green and it's not the suit. So just, right. just before, might... just before we get started, look at the picture of the child that they've used. Yeah, what well, a haircut that is. It is mullet, isn't it? Tight curls, tight Sid curls. Mullet no mullets this week. No, right. we're, 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 not, well we're wasting there. enough time on this bloody nonsense. The people will decide. Right, right. I've that, that's to, it. I've stuck to that promise. That's it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right, this it. week. Absolutely, Mafton. <laughs> this week, we're going to 2005. Judgment Day. This is bang in the middle of Ruthless Aggression, but right at the start of John Cena's rise to prominence. Terry Peters, 
had you seen the pay before? Was it what you expected, or did you uh, enjoy it? I'd only seen the main event. There's a couple of good matches in here, but there's also some very terrible things which we'll, we'll come to. For me, it was okay. Okay, you have it. Okay, from Ty Peters, Lil. Um, do you echo Ty Peters' thoughts, or do you think he's um, just ridiculously wrong? He's ridiculously wrong on this one, here's why. It's I thought, for what it was, for a B-show pay-per-view, this, this was really good, I thought. There wasn't a match I hated. Really? Uh, really? Yeah, really, really. And we'll, we'll go into that. <laughs> right, I'm interested to see how this plans out. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. It was all, you know, there was no classics on there. I mean, the last two matches were quite were really good. But I thought it was a decent, decent, enjoyable show. And I enjoyed the fact it was two and a half hours, which I wish WWE would do with their pay-per-views now. Yeah, yeah, going back so to that. It was a nice length. Um, it, is, and it, it, was, is lovely. it was lovely. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Got a good crowd. Um, good action. But uh, disappointing lack of pyro at the beginning. Mm. You got mm. pyro at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. I realised that you used all the pyro budget on the John Cena celebration, which I have an issue with. But we'll get into that at the end. <laughs> um, but spoiler, nice set spoiler, as well. Spoiler like, alert there for everyone. Yeah. I like those. Um, I like the WWE papers view sets when they're kind of um, all different. So I don't like, all different, yeah. This was quite yeah. nice. And you can use the parts on um, WWE 2K20 or 19 to make some quite good stuff at the moment. So I enjoy this set for that reason as well. Just before we get going, the set, the Judgment Day actual lettering looked like it was um, sort of floating in midair. They'd done a real good job on that. You know how at WrestleMania they put them sort of graphics over the of when people come out and you see it on the big screen and on your TV yeah. at home? That's like what it looked like on there. It looks like quite good, actually. Like the big 60-foot Roman Reigns yeah, the Royal Rumble, which was the... Most terrifying thing I've ever seen, ever. Uh, well, you you would be heard of a sixty foot <laughs> big dog, wouldn't you? No, oh, it was just too realistic. It was almost uncanny. It was odd. <laughs> big dog. Not my favourite Judgment Day set though. I can't remember what year it is, but there's one where they had all the sort of like gallows, sort of hanging things. Oh yeah, they had one that looked like a graveyard as well, didn't they? Once. I think it was earlier than this one. That was my favourite. Yeah, one. the one where they had like actually had like the fence of the uh, the graveyard and the walls and yeah, that was nice. That one, yeah. But it's just, this nice. It's just, it's, I miss the days when all the sets were different. And it is, I hope they got some... back to that once to get out of this whole, uh, yeah, lockdown well, period. I hope they start to appreciate what the uh, the fans and what different uh, visual visual effects can do for a show. Sure. So we said that before, haven't we? Yeah. But they did to go all out at WrestleMania. Did I, well, did did, well, I'm thinking. Was WrestleMania 35 all out? It's big screen. Yeah, but what about, New Orleans? what about New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans was, was incredible. That was, that was beautiful, and the crown jewel set was beautiful. As and well. was it the one before? Was the one before with the um, with the roller coaster? Yeah, that was thirty-three. Yeah, thirty-two was nice though. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one we went to, with all the arms and stuff, I thought it was quite yeah. nice. That one. And the big, the big star-shaped entrance ramp. Yeah. Too many fans. Too many fans for me now. They ruined it. Well, that was the visual, wasn't it? The amount of fans. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. I don't want to see people. They disgust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, man. You bought the wrong mask. Get over it. <laughs> they get the wrong mask. <laughs> but the, people will, the people will decide. People will decide. I will, I will put that for our first subscriber on Patreon. When I start it, <laughs> we'll, we'll get sent the, uh, the Power Rangers mask. COVID-19. I'll, I'll sign it. COVID-19, yeah, we'll, we'll, it will be wiped out. I'll, dis- I'll disinfect <laughs> it, sign it, and send it out once uh, once it's over. Yeah, no, happy days. So it's, when's Phil getting the mask on? <laughs> 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 There's you, Phil. Who knows who he is? 
Great. Right. No, could, could be one of our fans in Bangladesh. We, we are could worldwide. Fans, could be one of our fans in Germany. We've been worldwide could be one of our fans for in weeks. Middlesbrough. There we've we got go. Our fans in a lot of places. Worldwide wrestling around. So, you know, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> got messed up, didn't I? <laughs> right. Judgment Day, 2005. Let's get into it. So it took place at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota on May 22nd, 2005. 12,000 people in attendance, I believe. There was a, a heat match, which was Nunzio, who beat Akio, who uh, later on became Jimmy Wang Yang. So three minutes, <laughs> Nunzio, Jimmy Wang Yang, or Akio as he's called. Then we go into a, an opening package, and I thought this opening package was really good. It went through every, pretty much all the matches. They don't do opening packages like this anymore, I don't think. Lou, would you agree? What did your thoughts on the, on the opening package? I just found it a bit jarring. It was all this dramatic <laughs> drama. It was. All this, like, fighting for redemption, and all of a sudden, Kurt Angle just pops up and goes, Oh, the hell's sex with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get, but that, to be, that, we'll get to that. And that, right. that weirdly became the theme of the first half of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Kurt Angle. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was a bit, a bit, Cheesy and dramatic, but I, I enjoyed it. Oh, and I think the music they used. No, it was a different pack. It was a different video package. We'll go into that later. Right, okay. So I thought there was a few good video packages. The video packages themselves. Sometimes the content wasn't always brilliant. Ted Peters, any thoughts on the initial opening video package? Firstly, I'm very surprised that you two liked it actually, because after the Judgment Day, no, the Unforgiven pay per view that sorry that we covered the other week, where it was very similar, I really liked, and you two didn't like it. But no, I again, I really liked it obviously because it's me. But yeah, I did cringe at the cat angle line. Yeah, not, not <laughs> anything, anything, anything. I was cringing that inside. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, to me, it felt very cinematic and quite edgy. I was a, a big fan. And we, we get into the actual main pay per view. We've got Cole and Taz on comms. I really miss Taz. I will take Taz back over any of the color commentators in WWE today. I thought Taz was underrated as a commentator. Cole, this is before Cole got really annoying. I thought Cole did a good job. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I've got an issue with Cole in this, but I'll, we'll get to that. Nobody likes Cole because of his heel turn. I bloody love that heel turn. Yeah, I can't I wait until we know. review shows that one. I, <laughs> I loved it, yeah. Well, I thought, you know, Tool Man both worked well. Cole and Taz pretty synonymous with SmackDown, weren't they? But we pretty much straight away, like you say, a little lack of fireworks, we went straight into uh, Eminem's entrance. Uh, Melina does a... A promo claims it's the biggest pay per view in history or something, or it's most important. I think it was Eminem's pay per view debut, wasn't it? Yes, they so only. I presume that's why she was saying it. It was called up in April. Yeah. And this is obviously in the May, so they won the. They won, I think, their first match on SmackDown, their SmackDown debut, they won the tag titles. Yeah. So they're pretty much getting, you know, thrust into the limelight straight away. Yeah, they will be going against the well known team, Charlie Hassan had got Holly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the titles. Who come out um, to just hardcore Holly's music? What do we think of the tag title belts? Lou, you've got you've got strong opinions on belts. What do you what do you think of these? I can't classic, remember which one probably said enough. Was this the They're like the the, 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 like, the blue the ones. ones? Yeah. Yeah. Let me Google them again. I think they're just boring. I I used to like the ones that said weld on the front. But these aren't these ones, are they? No, they're the attitude, they're the ones. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, 
There was the WWE tag titles and there was the world tag titles. And these are the WWE ones, right? Yeah. I think these belts are alright, to be fair. I, mean, I, I don't mind them. I think I preferred them to... I don't mind them. Oh, I know which ones they are. Yeah. The, I preferred the raw ones out of the two. I've just put a picture of them next to each other. I, I, yeah, they're, they're alright. To the to the copper Roman belts, I couldn't stand them at all. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. like the ones now. I don't like the fact that everything's red and blue. And I, don't, I still don't like the fact that the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships and the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships are called as such. Mm. I think it should be WWE and Universal, especially for the women's ones, because it should be as important as the, the men's. I would agree with you there. Especially if they're moving brands and stuff. Come yeah, on. just get rid of the blue and red. Just do it differently. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah, I would agree with that, because I really liked the old, well, the, the women's one, where it was white instead of black. They're the classy finishes, aren't they? A black and white finish on the belt. Yeah. yeah, the red and blue straps look a bit just like toy like. I don't yeah. know it that when he when he when he introduced the the, uh, the blue universal championship, it looked it was a lot more subtle on the red one. Yeah, but it's still just a boring, isn't it? But when I was speaking of tag team titles um, specifically, when I met my close personal friend Cesaro, he had his red belt with him. It's a much sort of deeper red than you would think, sort yeah. of. Or burgundy than red, and it looks quite nice close up. Yeah. So I wonder if the universal one's the same. Possibly. I reckon if it comes back onto Roy, it'll be different again. It wasn't as I was expecting it to be really bright. Yeah. It was. Interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah, this is a bit of a weird match. I couldn't find any information on why Charlie Haas and Heiko Holly were together. They just was. Charlie Haas even ends up getting released in July. So he's only got a, a couple of months, probably his last match on pay-per-view, which is weird. There's a few in this pay-per-view will get released a couple of months later. Yet here they are on pay-per-view matches. We only go eight minutes. Terry Peters, what did you think of the opening match, Eminem against Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly? Firstly, what a random tag team Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas is. Just it, totally bizarre. It, it's well, almost like they ran out of tag teams to just be, put on there. Before this, Hardcore Holly was in the tag team with Billy Gunn. I didn't, I didn't know that happened either. <laughs> right. Who knows? Who knows? As a match, it was all right. It didn't really get me going to start with, but I thought Eminem looked quite impressive, to be fair. Cause I, I remember at the time thinking they were quite good, and, and like I said, it, they do look good now still. And obviously we know that Johnny Nitro, John, John Morrison's still still around in the WE and still just as good now as what he was back then. So, But yeah, I think for me, unfortunately... Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly just let it down a bit because it's just a random team. But I was quite impressed with Charlie Haas. I've not really seen many of his matches, so but I thought he did quite well here. Yeah, Lou, what did you think of the match? I know you were you've got strong opinions about Hardcore Holly. Fucking Bob Holly, what is the point? Why? How did he manage to stay there? What? What's he do? <laughs> what's he do? <laughs> what's he done? You tell me one classic Bob Holly match right now each year. Bob. Holly. The new Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll Express. No. There is no good Bob Holly matches. He's the most boring pedestrian wrestler. He's like create a wrestler. You don't do anything. In fact, it used to be the default settings on one of the old SmackDown games if you didn't do anything. I'd <laughs> <laughs> Holly's entrance. Uh, I, don't, I don't get him. I really don't. Everyone's like... Uh, and you hear stories about him backstage, which I think is why I really don't like him. You know, he seems like a kid. Seems like a dick, doesn't he? Yeah, especially when you're not very good yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you have to take or something, you can get away with that. I used to be watching The Last Dance on Netflix, and you know, Michael Jordan is there, but Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. Or second, probably not. 
Yeah, Ooh, controversial. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously it's Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Ann Miller. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, Bob Holly, what's he done? You know, the most exciting thing he's ever done in the wrestling is get his neck broken by Brock Lesnar because he's been a dick. So anyway, the match. Yeah, it was what it was. Weird for the um, weird for the heels to, to win the first match on a pay-per-view. Especially yeah. when he's not a big entrance. you got to get the crowd fired up somewhere. Somewhere, and you, you, you come out with the heels straight away instead of the, the big pyro opening, which is kind of... It was even building up for it in a video package. It was like, and now, and all of a sudden, it's bloody Melina walks out, right? Yeah. So that was strange. But it was it was an okay match. It was a good match. If it was like second or third in the card, I don't think it would have been offensive at all. I just thought it was a bit of a weird to, to put it as the opening match. I guess but they always did like a tag team match as the opening match, didn't they? I thought it was solid. There's a few good spots in there. Charlie Haas goes on a Madden, jumps over the top. Melina's getting involved. Yeah, which was um, that was amazing. Like, what a big deal that was. Now someone does it every week on Raw. It's two, sometimes two or three times. Jump, in jumping over it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was at Phoenix and AEW, just like tried to do like a triple somersault, moonsault. Plancher yeah. injured, injured himself in his pointless match on Wednesday night. It's just like it's, yeah. less, less is more. Less is more. Well, I would agree 100%. There's some great matches where you don't need that all that stuff. It takes it away, doesn't it? Is that when Luke Harper used to do it? He's like six foot eight or whatever you are. You don't need yeah, to jump, it was like remember the time Big E did that spear outside the ring the first time, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that was the best thing I've ever seen." And they did all. And now it's like a routine spot. Yeah, and it's just like now you're just waiting for it to happen. Then Seth Rollins had to start doing it where he did it like twice in a row, yeah. and that was like his big spot. And now that's just a spot. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't, I don't want to sound like Jim Connor too much, but you know, less is more when it comes to the dives and the athletic moves. Sometimes I would agree. So at the end of the match, yeah, Charlie Haas has the pin. The ref gets distracted. Eminem then hit the snapshot on Haas after a cheap shot by Nitro. They retain the titles. Eight minutes. That was the opener. Right, we then go into. Another match, this is Carlito, and he's going to be with Matt Morgan against The Big Show. A bit of a weird background to this match. Carlito, on his chat show, offered uh, The Big Show a job as an enforcer. Big Show said, no, I had to win it. Tried to eat his apple and spit at him like the Carlito were. Carlito poisoned the apple. <laughs> Big Show then passed out. So he tries to get his revenge, but Carlito's hired Matt Morgan as his, as his bodyguard. The match starts with Carlito promo. He's pretty much just slagging off Minnesota. Matt Morgan, interestingly, he was also released in July. And he is now the mayor of Longwood, Florida from 2019. He had quite a good upside, didn't he? I think. He's, uh, he was in like Team Lesnar for a bit, wasn't he? And he had a really good run in... Lesnar for a in, bit. He had a really good run in TNA. Yeah. So he went on to somewhere else, didn't he, after this? I can't remember where it was. And he just and he did really really well for himself. He he also tried. I think he was, tried to run for the governor or something of along of Longwood. Didn't get it. Now the mayor. So Republican though, put a downer on it for me. So yeah. Yeah. oh, they did it. I don't know. Same with Kane and the Rock in it. Just trying yeah. to trying to get people inside. <laughs> <laughs> Big Show comes out. He's big here, isn't he? Big Show. Christ. What a handlebar moustache that is. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. a button. <laughs> what a doozy that is. This must be one of the... I think he's, he's at his biggest when he goes to ECW, which is 2006, isn't it? So he must be on yeah. his way to being the biggest he's ever been. Compared to what he looks like now, it's just outrageous how big yeah. he is. I think it said he was 400 and... I think 90, was high, high 400s, yeah. 193 high or something. 400s. But he literally just looked big. Um, yeah. They only go four minutes... 
there's a ref bump right out the ring. <laughs> you know. Great. Scali, oh, it's a low blow on Big Show. Matt Morgan then comes in with a big boot. It's a pretty impressive F5 on Big Show. And surprisingly, they call it F5, even though Lesnar's not there at this point. I think, and I'm just going off a of basic history now with no other information whatsoever, so I'm just trying to remember it. I think this is around the time Brock started going back to New Japan and he wasn't allowed to call the F5 the F5. He had to call it the verdict. So I reckon it was just a dig that was at Brock, why. basically. And Matt Morgan couldn't, probably should have been the next Brock Lesnar. Can, um, yeah. In his, the little bits that he did, I thought it looked pretty impressive. Yeah. It was a very impressive F5. But he then throw, Morgan then throws the ref back into the ring. Carlito wins via pinfall. Only four minutes. Terry Peters, what did you think of this match, I, I guess? Uh, yeah, all right. I think Carlito's great as a character. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Although I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of a spat apple in my face, I have to say. It does look absolutely foul. Matt Morgan's hair and beard was overly dark and very off-putting as well. Just, just I, would, I would agree with that. It's just too dark. Yeah, yeah it's too dark. Just... Make it look a bit more natural. Sometimes I feel that way about Drew McIntyre. No one else? Ooh, no, not for me. Um, it's the beard, isn't it? Yeah, it's just unnaturally black. Because the beard's never as dark as the hair, is it? Yeah. So, yeah. And everyone's beard's a little bit ginger. Yeah. It's fat. He's, he's Scottish as well, so you expect there to be a bit of ginger in there, wouldn't you? Oh, but just a bit of salt and pepper in there. <laughs> yeah. I can see where you call it. I mean, it doesn't really upset me, but I can see where you call no, it. No, I, I think it, it looks like a... You know those, um, those shows sometimes. Oh, I really like Drew McIntyre, so this goes really harsh saying it. But you know those shows where they have like the WWE tributes. Yeah. I think it looks like a WWE tribute Undertaker sometimes. Like, <laughs> especially when he's healed. He used to walk in, you know, he's like head bowed down, with his hair covered his face. He used to a big jacket. Yeah, big as well, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was just like, it looks like a, like Undertaker. Undertaker. But, um, <laughs> but but I like I like Drew. Big lots of Drew. For the record, don't want to get in there. All Drew's fans. I mean, I don't want to argue with Drew. No, it's it's not. Yeah, this year. Drew McIntyre. The ref, the ref bump as well was absolutely spectacular. It is great, isn't it? It's it the fact that he looks where the ropes are, then fall through them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Incredible. And Big Show's well, jobs sound awful. Ah, oh, well, they, they, they sound like they're going to turn your chest into mince. I mean, the Big Show is a close personal friend of me and Lou. That's and, true, uh, that's true. When when I shook his hands, I mean, I feel like I've got quite big hands anyhow. I honestly felt like a small child. <laughs> he was sat down and I was stood up and I still felt like, oh my God, this man's the, <laughs> the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. My hand was actually my hand was actually bigger. Big Show said the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. It's like Big Show lost his hand. You're talking out your ass. No. <laughs> Power Rangers mascot, yeah. What's say about Big Show, though? Cracking smile. Man, he just the big show. He just likes to have lovely. Fun. Honestly, out of the all the wrestlers I've met, honestly, one of the nicest, absolutely lovely. He was. He always comes really, across really nice just a, a nice, yeah. down to earth guy. So yeah, I'm, really nice guy. We don't do promotion on this show unless it's for us. <laughs> but watch the Big Show show. Classic TV, absolutely classic TV. There's an episode with Mark Henry in it and Rikishi and Mick Foley, and it is great because Mark Henry is a comedic genius. <laughs> That is my uh, bank holiday view inside out then. There's, there's only about eight, I think, eight half hour episodes or 20 minutes. I could do that. On Netflix. Yeah, watch the Big Show show. It's just great. Absolutely Good top stuff. stuff. And it makes me like the Big Show more. So I was really disappointed when we lost this match. 
yeah, that went for me. And then we go on to a strange part of the pay-per-view. So this isn't the next match, yet we go into a video package of Angle and Booker T, which on paper sounds great. I like yeah. Angle. Like Angle's great. Know. Booker T's amazing. You're looking excited for this match. Until you find out why they're having a match. So basically, there's a fatal four-way to determine the new number one contender, Cena's title, which he just won at WrestleMania 21, the one before. And it Angle, Booker T, The Big Show, and JBL. As the Big Show gets eliminated early on, Kurt Angle hits Booker T with a chair and then eliminates Booker T. It's between Angle and JBL. Booker T comes back in and hits Angle with a chair. So JBL's a new number one contender, which we'll get to later on. Obviously, Angle's upset that he's lost <laughs> the chance to be number one contender. And he says the only thing he cares about more than he cares about more than his family, he says. So obviously he wants to get back at Booker T. But they're reasonable. Um, so we're made reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds good. Uh, classic wrestling feud so far. So how is Angle gonna get back at Booker T? Simple. He's gonna turn into a sex pest. Yeah? <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that where you would have gone? <laughs> it's unconventional tactics. So basically, he starts calling Charmel a gutter slut. I mean, I've never heard the term gutter slut, I don't think, but I've, I've heard it about 500 times in this three-minute video package. He's, he, he's got some cracking quotes in there. At one point, he says he wants to have pure bestiality sex with Charmel. In, incredible stuff. So he's becoming a bit of a sex pest stalker, and they're having a match. He then goes back to the actual pay-per-view, Booker T and Charmel in the backstage. Yeah, they get a package, and it's handcuffs and underwear that Kurt Angle has sent Charmel. Lou, thoughts on, on this video package? Ah, uh, oh boy. Okay. It was... I mean, I guess the, so what I will say is that in previous shows, we've kind of talked our heels and been too afraid to get heat. I don't think that's an issue with Kurt Angle here. No, he definitely did what he's he was asked, didn't he? He's playing an absolutely despicable heel. It's, it's a weird storyline. It's... I don't know. There's a bit where he's like been forced to apologise for... And I'm not going to say the R-word, because it's never been shown, but he locks himself in a room... With one of his basically his colleagues' wives, and and left her screaming for help. It's just a bit odd, and it? it's a bit too far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't mind a bit of realism, but the, the problem is with realism, like, you know, the police, do the police just not exist in wrestling well? Well, for for me, yeah, this is up there with like murdering someone in storyline. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, but so that was the bit I found a bit weird, like. <laughs> It's just got to, uh, by the way, I've got to apologise for, uh, you know, again, as I say, like locking myself in a locker room with your wife and leaving her screaming for, for help. So that was a bit strange. Not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I will say, get a good heat. And it really did make you hate, hate Kurt Angle, though. Like, you really, really wanted to see Booker T kick his ass. Yeah. Um, which was kind of problematic when he gets to the actual match. But yeah, so it was a bit weird. I, I can't say I enjoyed it because it's, it's kind of that realism that it's just possibly a bit too far. Yeah. And I don't mind wacky stuff like, you know, last week I just, you know, religiously developed, um, defended Robocop coming in. But it's like, if you play on the real life, then it's got to be real life consequences, I think. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like, the, the police can't suddenly just stop existing in this world that you've, you know, because they use police all the time in WWE to, so like, you know, arrest people and 
it's always a classic moment when a, a heel gets taken out by police and everyone's singing the banana rama. Yeah. So it's like the police just now exist here a bit a bit of a strange storyline. Yeah. Really. And cool. how do you come back from that? Like I know you come back from it, but how can you possibly cheer Cat Angle for anything after this? <laughs> That's the other bit. Then I guess at the same time, Undertaker murdered his parents and tried to kill his brother in a fire. And he's like one of the most beloved stars of all time. So Yeah. There is a way back, I guess, but it's a bit strange. And Triple H had sex with a dead body, so <laughs> And also also drugged and married someone. And yeah. We're always now uh, running the show with his actual yeah. life, yeah. 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 Say so, Peters, what do you think of this little video package detailing angle against Booker T? Oh, it's just awful. It's just so uncomfortable to listen to and watch. Although Charmelle in it runs off with her arms flailing down the ramp of SmackDown and falls over after about two yards. She looks like pop. something. She's got heels she on. She looks like something of a but she looks like something of a PlayStation game. Don't flail your arm. A wacky flailing inflatable arm tube flailing man. But yeah, it, it's just uncomfortable viewing. Not for me, this is fun. Not, Not for Peters. Right. So I know what you think. Angle's got his angles wrong. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I know what you're. I know what you're all thinking. We've got a, a video package. You know, Booker T, Kurt Angle, making our big dealers matches. It's going to be the next match. Well, you'd be wrong. Chavo Guerrero comes out, <laughs> and he's got a cruiserweight title match Sorry, against Paul London, the champion. Booker T also gets to delivery, doesn't he? Which is from Kurt Angle, which is underwear and handcuffs. Big Dick Johnson delivers it, I believe. Is it big? Dick, is it? Oh, really? Two so shout outs in a row for big. Dick it's a it's a right backstage, isn't it? Yeah. He was just he was just a yeah thing, wasn't he? A, like employee, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, because he, yeah. it's, oh, I can't remember his name, Christy Joseph, but he also writes uh, Lucha Underground. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it did. It doesn't yeah. thing anyway. Guerrero of Paul London for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, this is a match. But yeah, which, uh, it's awful, awful delivery. Paul London beat Chavo Guerrero for his title. That, there's no other rivalry in it. <laughs> um, Paul London comes out with some strange attire. Not what you're expecting. Uh, <laughs> tassly boats. <laughs> Extremely tassly boats. <laughs> this match goes 10 minutes longer than I would have thought a cruiser match would have got. There's some good spots in there. There's about 800 450 splashes from Paul London, including one where he lands on Chavo's knees, and that is the most brutal knees up I've ever seen. There's also a spot where London goes to the top row. He's about to do 450. Chavo rolls out the ring. So Paul London does like a sent on and he hits the floor with a bang right on his back. There's, Ooh, just, it, it, there's that no way that's not going to hurt. Yeah. He barely gets Chavo. And then, so Chavo Guerrero then tries the gory bomb from the top row. Uh, London kicks him off. It's a 450 splash, wins by pinfall, and retains his title. Terry Peters went 10 minutes. Uh, what did you think of the, the Cruiserweight title match? This Cruiserweight match felt feels very more powerhouse than what we've seen before. Oh, really? Oh, That's it. I don't think you said that before. Yeah. It, it's a totally different point of view, that, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like I've not said it. Chavo's song, though, when it gets going, is bloody brilliant. The, the, the rhythm that it gets is incredible, and the sound. Love it. Very Mexican. Do Chavo. I'm a what, sorry? Chavo. Ooh, Chavo. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, Peters. Oh, absolutely horrendous. Oh. I would take watching that cat angle promo over, over what I just witnessed then. <laughs> that was how unsettling that was. But for me, it went on a little bit too long, this match. Surprising that it got 10 minutes. 
Charlie yeah. uh, and Big Show only four minutes. I know there's not right what they can do, but just sort of seems a bit surprising. Lou, Cruiserweights, what do you think? Yeah, it's all right. Good, good athletic moves. I just, I like seeing that top of the splash. I just think it's, it's just well impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I've it's always found Chavo a bit. I've always found Chavo a little annoying <laughs> as well. Like. well I, I still can't forgive Chavo for uh, screwing Rey Mysterio out of his world title in 2006. So I will ever forgive it. I've just, I, I, I'm well aware that I know it's all a work and I know that you're often, but I just can't forgive him. <laughs> oh, because he hacked his MySpace as well, didn't he? During that feud. I don't know. That was a big deal at the time, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I'll say I like um, Holland and all. I accidentally wrote down Kendrick versus Chavo first. Oh, so, outrageous. Same music. Do we wear a tag team at this point? Right? I'm sure I saw Kendrick's name on the Titan Tron. I don't know. Maybe it could have been. Yeah. And it was the same entrance music well, they, anyway. They were tag champs. They were tag champs, weren't they? At the Armageddon that we watched the other week. Yeah. But that was the year oh, after, though. The end of the year, sorry. That was 2006, that was year, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's my bad. But they were champions for a long time. Like, they had the record on SmackDown, didn't they? For the longest um, yeah. title reign. So, yeah, they must have been together. But, yeah. No, I thought it was... It was a, I was surprised it went 10 minutes as well. I probably didn't need to get your, get your shit in and get out. But, yeah, it was all right. I think that this was the one that Meltzer had given the same rating to as the first match, which I thought was a bit harsh. Yeah, he on, did. On this match. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. That was a good match. Or a bit generous to the first match, one or two. Yeah. But yeah. I, I enjoyed half of the first match. I, well, three quarters. I enjoyed Eminem. I enjoyed Charlie Haas. Bob Holly. Yeah. Minus, Bob minus Bob six stars for Bob Holly. <laughs> this is what it is, isn't it? Every time right, Paul Lundell comes up on this podcast, I'm going to say it again because I said it the other week when we were doing Regal. Why did he do that smile? Uh, Why? <laughs> Paul Lundell looked great. I, it, the one a downside to Paul Lundell for me. And oh, I did that stupid smile. <laughs> Why did you do it? <laughs> Every time. It's, oh. it's disappointing that he's not popped up in like a Cruiserweight Classic or something afterwards. I thought he would have come back, especially when Kendrick yeah. come back. Because he did, he went to the Lucha Underground, didn't he? Paul London. He was like the rabbit man or something, wasn't he? Interesting. I've never seen Lucha Underground. I, I, I stopped watching the third series. The third series went a bit downhill for me. They just seem to be doing hardcore matches every week, and it just got real repetitive. But there was kind of different things, like there was like a weapons of mass destruction match or something. Wow, that that, that seems a dodgy way to put it. Yeah, and pretty much every them their like WrestleMania camp, what it's called, pretty much always ended with Pentagon Junior beating up Vampiro. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pentagon Dark over a big game. I don't know. Pen L Zero M. No, he became Pentarel Zero M outside of Triple H, Triple H, and Pentagon Junior. Zero Mieda. Yeah, because that was his thing, and now no fear. Right, just just while we're on Pentagon, right? I don't want to wind up everyone on the internet again. You have to do it every week, apparently. Be careful, because. But I... this is a point, right? So his finisher is that Canadian destroyer type thing. I oh, know, it's a pack of package, some sort of power driver thing in it. Package power driver. Package power driver, right. And his finisher is that in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So why. Is one of his normal spots that always results in a two count. Him doing that on the hardest part of the ring outside. Why? Every know. match. <laughs> it's just the. It's just the, the Mexicans do that, don't they? Like there was in Spring of Luchan again, there was Drago, who I absolutely loved, but his finisher was a pin. Pen. 
He did like some sort of weird pin. That was his finisher. And he did some outrageous stuff. Yeah. His, his series with Aerostar and Lucha Underground is absolutely great. And he, his finisher was always this weird pin. And it's just, it's like having a small package as your finisher. I'm segueing now, but like the worst finisher of all time. I, I, I hate to say it because I like him as a wrestler. Mark Andrews, that reverse, he has to reverse the suplex to his finisher. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Just start suplexing. Mark Andrews annoys me. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think his music's shite. I think he's just annoying. Wow. Flash Morgan Webster's better than him, and he can do better than his <laughs> shitty tag team. Character assassination of Mark Andrews, I didn't see that coming. I just find him annoying as hell. Ah. I don't know what it is. Good different wrestler. Strokes, different folks. Yeah. Good wrestler, but his music winds me up to tears, and he does it himself, doesn't he? He sings himself, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, just the, the, the thing that Peter's it's doing. It's great. The arm wave, it's, it's not great. It's absolute bullshit. And, and, while we're on it, Flash Morgan Webster's engine music was brilliant and they've got rid of it, but it's crappy. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster deserves better, is what I'm saying. Shitty mob music that you like. <laughs> he deserves better. It's like, oh, like I'm 20, but I still listen to the jam. Right, okay. <laughs> Outrageous. Anyway, where were we? Paul London. No. We now go back. That was a big segue. Yeah, Peters is right. Yeah, Paul London retains his title of Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, um, they go backstage. Booker T is searching for Cat Angle. Obviously, he's upset about the, the handcuffs and um, where he runs into Funaki. Uh, <laughs> Funaki doesn't know where he is. Why would he? He then runs into Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman's. It took me a while to recognize who it was. Oh, sir. Did Billy Kidman have a match on this card? No. Why, why is why backstage for wrestling gear? <laughs> <laughs> this is what wrestlers do. Wrestlers don't wear anything else apart from. Why is Sean Moore also the same? Just hang around in the full. I thought they might have had a dark match or something better, but they did, did they? No, it was Nunzio and Drew McIntyre. They didn't take velocity or anything before, did they? There was a heat, but only had one match on it. Oh, okay. No, I also picked up on this of why is he wearing his gear and Sean Moore. Yeah. He then runs into sort of the locker room. There's uh, Lou's favorite wrestler, Bob Holly, uh, Jelly Haas, and then Shannon Moore, some other fella. I didn't catch who it was. Yeah, I don't know who that was. The bald fella. Yeah. Book yeah, of, I didn't know who that was. Booker T's then saying, hey, anyone sees Cat Angle, let me know is. Let me know where he is. I'll tell him I'm looking for him. We didn't go to Charmel. And then, oh, here he comes. Oh, <laughs> Predator Angle. Puts <laughs> his arms around there. I've wrote down in my notes here. Looking rapey. So. <laughs> oh, God. It, it, it follows on from the video package. I don't think it does get angle any favours whatsoever. <laughs> no, well, he plays that character, doesn't he, I guess, to defend it, even though I attacked it in, like, 20 minutes ago. It's a character in it, yes. Credit where credit's due. He's thrown himself right into it, because some people probably would have said no to this. Yeah, one problem I do have there. It's that, you know, Angle puts his hand on Shamel's shoulder. So she can see that there's a hand there. And she's like, ooh. And then she turns around and realizes it's not Booker <laughs> T. I would think, given the relative characteristics of Booker T and Kurt Angle, <laughs> that she wouldn't need to turn around to see that. <laughs> Do you mean that Booker T's got massive hands and Kurt Angle's got real small hands? Is that exactly. are those characteristics? Yeah, yeah exactly. I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sad, isn't it? 
But we finally, finally get to the Kurt Angle Booker T match. Should have been straight after this the, the video package. I don't understand why they showed the video package before the cruiserweight match. There was there was too much build up to this. Like like you said, it it, it felt very disjointed in the build up to it. But they could have just if they wanted to show the handcuff thing to make Booker T walk off and go looking for Angle, they could have shown that without the video package. Yeah, and then do the video time, package here. For for us, I mean, this wasn't the intention, but for us watching it 15 years later. It really helps out that video package before this got started. Well, but we already knew when the initial video package that Kate Angle wants to have sex with his wife. Did we know it was this bad? Did we know he forcefully tried it? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> when you think it, we've seen four bits relating to this match before the actual match. Yeah, it was weird that it was building up to this all the way through and not... Seen the JBL. Yeah, the JBL. same events, yeah. The Seen JBL just kind of happened at the end. It was strange. Yeah, so Kate Angle comes out. And what he's like is, it? obviously, Booker T is really angry. So he, he comes out, and he's like, no fireworks, isn't doing any of his dancing or whatever. He just comes mm-hmm. straight out and attacks Angle. I thought that was really good. Angle's pretty much bleeding from the mouth straight away. What did we think, Lou, of Kat Angle as Booker T? A yeah, good... I, I picked up on that because I, I really enjoyed the fact that he didn't... I thought it was going to be really awkward if Booker T just comes out and does like a spinner rooney on the stage or something like that. Well, we'll get to... That's a big dance, so... spinner rooney because we'll get to that later on. Yeah, so I thought it was, it was nice that he just went in for it and just kind of attacked... It made you feel like it feels, it feels like it's popular angry because you were yeah. into it. Like yeah. you know, you know it's fake, but you, you, the the storyline is like, and I even like the fact that I sometimes seem to do it too often now. Well, I like the fact that Taz was like, oh, I, I, even I can't defend this. Yeah. Oh, he's the heel commentator. I do like they do it all the time now, which is really annoying because it just you can't get any heat because they just do it too often. Yeah. Like um, but at the time it was quite nice because normally the, the heel commentator just defends anything the heel does <laughs> when Taz was up. Yeah, yeah. Would probably defend this, but it was was really good when he used to do it because it was funny. Like when Jesse Ventura used to do it on the really early shows, yeah, it was just funny where he just like find a way of excusing whatever had done, whatever had been done. But I like the fact that Taz was trying to actually, do you know what? I can't really, uh, can't really defend this. But yeah, I I actually really enjoyed this this match. I thought it was really good. I kind of like the the brawling nature of it. Should we get on to the ending yet? Or should we? Uh, Peter's um, Sorry. I'll go. I'll, I'll go for the ending. Peter's going to yeah. up afterwards. Um, so there's some good spots in the match. Booker T hits his scissor kick on the ropes, and then and then he he, he does a spin and roll in the middle of the ring, and it just seemed right out of place. He's really he wants to kill K Angle, and he's doing a spin and roll. And I just a cutthroat gesture and all that, but yeah, it's still, it's still bright dancing in the middle of his. Yeah, awesome. Booker tries to do a. Scissor kick, it gets reversed. Uh, angle chest, angle slam, it gets reversed. And then Angle goes for another angle slam. Booker counters it into a small package. And that was it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Angle kicked out. I wasn't sure if this was meant to happen because it all seemed it a bit weird. It looked like it was supposed to happen. No, yeah, no it was I, very botchy, wasn't a, it? A blood feud like this and it finished them. Can roll it. Small like, pa- yeah. And then Booker T is like, oh, nice one, I've won. I feel a bit weird, that. You just want to kick his ass, you don't care about um, wins. But, but then he handcuffs him to the ring ropes. Yeah, so Angle... It's the angle, Charmel does. Angle, it's yeah. the Angle slam on Booker anyhow. Beats him down for a bit. Grabs Charmel, tries to cuff air to the ropes. Somehow he's got the cuff. Oh, well, he was in the room one day before, so that's always got the cuffs. Um, Booker brought the cuffs down, didn't he? That's, he oh, is that, that, was that what it is? He yeah, he came looking angry at the cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Booker then sort of reverses it on Angle. He cuffs Angle to the ropes. Shamel just beats the crap out of him. 14 minutes in all. Peters, uh, what did you think of this? Un- dissatisfying because of the, the ending? 
take the ending away and take the storyline away, you're looking on paper, you've got a really good match. You add in that, you add in the dodgy ending, you're thinking you can sort of forgive it, and then you add in the storyline and you think, oh my God, this is terrible. But as Lou said, when they come out, it's it's just a brawl from the start. But then to do the spinner Rooney just detracts from it. It just and seemed, it really doesn't yeah. it, it doesn't add up and it's very there's there's elements of it that you think, yeah, that's a really good bit of the match and then they sort of just do silly little things and it really detracts from it. But I think if you put these on a normal pay per view, just as a match for I don't know, a US title so to speak, they'd have a really good match. It just it it, it felt very underutilised as a match, if that makes sense, in the context of the WWE at the time. It's strange positioning in the card. Yeah, it is when you consider what's what's coming next as well. Yeah, especially for the two people it is as well. Angle. Yeah, Booker. and Angle doesn't sort suit this sort of storyline at all. He's someone that wants to chase championships and is is angry, not a weird stalker. It all felt very out of place. Oh, I I thought Angle played his role really well. Yeah, I would disagree with him. No, I'm not. Saying, that... I'm not. I'm not. Saying he didn't play it well, what I'm saying, as a character, as as a as a wrestler, this is not what you associate Kurt Angle with. For me, Kurt Angle is all about trying to get the title, be the best you can be, not stalk another man's wife. He does say, though, doesn't he? He does say he's doing it because he cost him the title. That's yeah, his... yeah, I suppose, but it, I don't know. It's just very uncomfortable for me. Um, what I would like, I did like uh, this uh, feud, is after it, the show, Angle walking off, and he's just getting booed, like hell, like absolutely crazy getting booed. Yeah, well, not, well, as, as now, you do it, and you have like some guys in Bullet Club t-shirts going, oh, well done, Ken, you're a really good wrestler. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. <laughs> and then they get real salty when WWE tells tell the Bullet Club t-shirts off. Like that, guy, was like, that guy was whinging, he's at WWE event, he had an AEW top on. And it was whinging that he got kicked, that he got he had to cover it up. So if he was one, going, to... I think it happened. Two, you know, if you go on the front row and you're wearing a W shirt, you're in our bed. It's like going to a Man United match wearing a Liverpool shirt. You're gonna get kicked out. Yeah. You don't do it. Why would you do it? Why? Why would you then get upset about them doing it? I don't. <laughs> They've got every right to do it. Why? Well, no, I don't think you should do it, but I just think it's the type of person who's doing that. Was doing it for oh, like action, it, basically. It, and it's yeah. just, if you're an anti WWE fan and you go to the WWE event, just you're, you're saying it sucks. Oh, yeah. Jim Ross said it when we went to, when we saw him before WrestleMania 32, and someone's like, "Oh, WrestleMania's gonna suck." And he's like, "Why have you spent all this money coming out of here for sure? You think it's gonna suck?" Yeah. <sighs> but I, I think if you're doing that, you're a mug because all wins WWE because they've got yeah. your money. They've got your money. If you've got your money, then they've you out, so what? <laughs> yeah, bothered. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't mind like wearing Bullet Club t-shirts. Or, um, I always wear my Joe Hendry shirts at uh, all WWE events. They used to need to sign him. Just one day. So, one day he'll come out and you'll be One ready. day he'll come out and I'll be ready in my <laughs> Joe Hendry shirt. Yeah, that match finished. And then, of course, you show Roberto Duran in the crowd. And you two don't probably this was This was harsh. Really shady by Michael Cole? <laughs> when I looked into it. Wow. Because it's unproven. Oh, this was... <laughs> he literally. So I, I was wondering this: if he literally has Roberto Durant, one of the best boxers of all time, he's had over a hundred fights. He's unbelievable. I've they literally asked him there just to call him out that he once allegedly said no mass in a match. No, he's he's denied it ever since. He's he's never said that. That's what he said. 
shady, I thought. Incredibly that, part, shady. that part is a bit, that part is a bit mean. But I, cause, cause it just went, oh yeah, cause you remember him from the No Mask fight with, uh, and I was like, oh, Google this. And I presume he won it based on what Carl was saying. And no. I went, no, no, he lost it, yeah. Bit mean. Bit he tight, said it, yeah. Wow. Oh, obviously, he went on after that to um, have a successful music career with his brother, so it worked out. What was his brother? Duran. Oh, it's Duran Duran. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Ridiculous. Oh, but that, right, I'm glad you said that, because that was absolutely ridiculous. And so was this next bloody match. Orlando Jordan, United States champion, against Heidenreich. You, look, you said, Lou, <laughs> you said there's not a bad match on this card. Well, what the hell? What the hell was this crap? Talking uh, out your ass. Oh, <laughs> bad, was it? it, just, it, it oh, defend defend it. Defend I, it right Heiden now. Mike was, right, so Heidenreich was over with the crowd. <laughs> what, was, was, he? was he? And then he got his friend out. He got this little girl, Alex. It was the biggest plan. You know, biggest she plan went on. Seen. She went on to be Alexa Bliss. Not true. That is true. Absolutely not true. That's true. <laughs> absolutely. You're talking absolute bobbins. <laughs> In the main event, she's seen later on as well. Yeah. I mean, she's um, the biggest plant I've ever seen. Someone's just, yeah, have you got a spare WWF t shirt? Yeah, chuck that on her. It's about five sizes too big. <laughs> Did you enjoy her purple bits in her hair? Didn't enjoy anything with this match. No, it was terrible. Because, well, uh, first also, of all, like, Peter, I'm just going to say this now. You're criticizing the fashion of a 10 year old girl. So let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's. <I'm fashionable laughs> he's just jealous because he can't put in blue extensions because he's got now on the top of his head. <laughs> hey, you don't know. The rat tail might have a blue bit in it. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she went on to be Alexa Bliss. Right, that's, you, that's a nice little so, fact. Nice right, story. also, do you know what, right? So, at this point, right, Heidenreich wants to read poetry with a child in the crowd. Okay, right, yeah? We're, we've all got that. That's disaster pieces. Yeah. One of his disaster pieces. This is only about a year since um, <laughs> Heidenreich wanted to read poetry to Michael Cole. And we all know that ended, don't we? He met, he, Heidenreich yeah. made Kit Angle like a bloody... Outstanding member of society. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're, now we're fine with him taking the child out of the crowd, are we? Come yeah, on. Uh, yeah, then Michael Cole's like, he just wants to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he wanted to have fun with you, Michael Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I find this sort of character hilarious. Um, <laughs> I thought this was entertaining for what it was. Anyway, how long did it go? Four or five minutes? Five minutes. Five, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Five long. minutes too long. Harmless to me. I thought it was entertaining. Crowd going to it. Nice. Everyone was slags off. And it, and it gave us future WWE superstar like Spurs. Everyone was slags off. Um, ruthless aggression area, and um, not the mid because they said the mid card was crap. And there was no stars. Well, no, you've got Orlando Jordan as a champion for a start. Ah, this and, is just. And then you've had the match previous with no one as a champion. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But why was this after that match? Ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree. It's, it's terrible. It shouldn't even be on the card. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I disagree. You gotta have. You gotta have a. Bit of, you gotta have a bit of fun. I've, these are my notes for this match, right? Either Rank wants a new friend, picks out a little girl, reads her a poem. Orlando Jordan wins after DDT. <laughs> my, mine is, what is this friend's bollocks before the match? The kid is annoying. and <laughs> The kid is annoying. <laughs> the kid is annoying. <laughs> and, and the match is clunky and too slow. Heidenreich. Heidenreich's up, his version of hulking up, and the crowd just didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's because he didn't pick well, that to be his friend. Away. I guess that's the only downside, isn't it? You can only pick one friend at a time. And then oh, I, think, I think Ashley needs to like this. I think it's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's harmless fun. Right. I th- for yeah, me, I'm just going to put this out wrong. 
they, we never speak us, about this match ever again. And it gives us Alexa Bliss. So until we do the Alexa Bliss episode later on, yeah, we won't speak of this match again. But this is her <laughs> debut, I think. You're talking on grass. Yeah, I'm just wrong. You're wrong. Pretty sure that's right. <laughs> Show and our listeners will confirm, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, oh, you, you'll get one of your boys and you'll throw the bloody ball again, won't you, like you did last time? <laughs> People yeah. just preferred a good title belt to a little shitty tie belt from an indie program. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not having it. Let's think out to that again. Anyway, yeah. Ryan had just put in a bit and destroyed that, didn't he? So move on. <laughs> Speaking of, of belts that aren't used anymore, Josh Matthews here is interviewing JBL. JBL's holding the old undisputed championship, which he recently lost against John Cena. Obviously, John Cena's now got the the spinner belt, where it was, it was too heavy one of the spinner belts. So the, the WWE logo is always upside down, so it looks like that is his belt. Maybe that's where he got the idea from. And this is just a classic JBL. I'm an angry Texan promo. <laughs> <laughs> that's it didn't really add out did it he's no. a good character though isn't he JBL I like JBL I, this is the best yeah, I did like Bradshaw and, and Farouk and, and the APA but JBL talk, talk about finding some of those sticks it's a shame he didn't find this character five years earlier he's funny as well though isn't he for me he could have been like the new EC3 no well I was going to say Ted DiBiase okay yeah that makes more sense <laughs> you know, like the the millionaire, he could have you could have seen all that shtick of JBL paying people to do stuff and then he messing it up at the end. Yeah, could have easily seen all that. I just think it's a shame JBL because he retired pretty much a, a year after this. It was ECW one that's then two thousand six. Yeah, we broke. Yeah. He came back for a bit after, didn't he? Because he retired again at um WrestleMania yeah. twenty five. Well, he has that match with uh, who was the best Got like eight seconds. Oh, uh, no, there was the one at WrestleMania was it with Benoit, just after... Oh, uh, that was 22, on it, yeah. Yeah. That was next year, yeah. It is a dead shame that he didn't find the JBL character earlier on. But if you listen to the Bruce Pritchard episode on it, I feel like they tried everything and this was like the last chance saloon on it. I didn't realise as well up until sort of in the maps that, that he kept it because he didn't like the spinner belt. I just assumed he'd nicked it. I didn't realise the spinner belt was a thing at this time. It was pretty much straight away because Cena had already had the. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't realize. It. Sort of watching it from obviously fifteen years later, I just didn't realize that that's what it was. I thought JBL had nicked it because it obviously hates John Cena. Well, I I think at this time you can see WWE or Vince McMahon didn't have the dollar signs in his eyes. We'll get onto it in the last match. Oh yeah. But that spinner belt must have sold well. I think is this not the best selling belt of all time? The spinner belt. We had the Spinner US belt as well, didn't we? Yeah. So I think this. Got, he's got previous with belts. I imagine as a kid's tie, yeah, this would be really, really popular. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's a really, really well selling belt. And it would have been good if when Cena lost it, it went back to the old one. Yeah. And it would have been, I think no one had an issue with it. I mean, it was just the fact that it became the main title for like nearly 10 years. Yeah. A long time. And then it's all the rock, wasn't it? And Edge had his own rated R one, didn't he? That was, I like Edge, but that was the worst belt of all time. Yeah, well, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Right. I like the ECW title in there as well, which was also awful. Stupid little toy belt. But the right. fans agreed with me. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, Wait. I should do because the rest of the round nation, the rest of the round maniacs, the rest of the round eights, um, the rest of the round stingers. They all, uh, they all agreed with me. I don't think they did. It, it was thrown. It was, it was thrown. It was outrageous. Outrageous attempts. We'll move on before we all get worked up. 
Eddie Guerrero against Rey Mysterio. This had a really good build. There's another good video package before this one. So they were formerly tag champions. I think even did they have a match at WrestleMania as tag champs, but against each other. It's the only match, yeah. So Chavo, Chavo Guerrero is like trying to split them up, saying stuff to Eddie about Rey. And then Rey Mysterio's beaten up by Eminem, and Eddie sort of doesn't come out to save him, says he's having car trouble. And then Rey Mysterio's against JBL, he's about to be win him. Eddie then comes out and starts beating up JBL for some reason, <laughs> while Rey Mysterio's in the pin. He says it's because he was so selfish that he was just thinking about beating up JBL, because they had a massive blood field. Been, he bloody likes splitting people up on the Judgment Day, doesn't he, JBL? Yeah. <laughs> but Rey Mysterio says, all right, no, I accept it. It was brothers and we're familiar and all that. He's not having a, a tag match with Eminem, Starts off well, and then Rey Mysterio's get beat up, and Eddie won't make the tag. He just watches him get beat up, so Ray slaps him. Chavo Guerrero's at this time as well, still in the ear of Eddie, telling him to split up. Chavo and Eminem beat up Rey Mysterio again. This must have happened every week on SmackDown. Eminem beating up Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Eddie comes out, makes the save, but then starts beating down Ray. Absolutely brutal beatdown. He rips half his mask off, there's a brain buster on the steps, he's bleeding all over the place. What an image that is, though, of Rey Mysterio's ripped mask and his yeah. bloody head just on, on top of steel steps. But I do remember that. I don't know if I remember it on SmackDown. I just remember seeing the clip, but it is quite an impressive image to that. It was a very good video package. It sort of explained everything really, it's really the best one. It's the best one of the night, I think. And then Eddie's sort of going a bit crazy. He's putting the mask on, like, jobbers and beating them up and you know, half the mask and he's stepping on it and that. Yeah, so that's the background to the match. Rey Mysterio's got his old music, and I don't like it. <laughs> you got any thoughts on on the music, Lou? Yeah, your man that likes themes. I can't remember now. Is that who is that in the sky? Is Ari Y Mysterio? Here we go. Yeah, yeah something like that. It's good. It's not as good as Booyaka, I don't think. Oh no, I prefer Miles more to Booyaka. Ah, yeah, uh, I want. A do you remember the one? Do you remember his one in WCPW, which was like just really boring? I'm just going on, but it's the same one. <laughs> that was really disappointing, that one. Because it was like the opening of Booyaka, but it just never continued. Oh, and also, William Shatner's version of Booyaka 619, highly recommended. Is that um, a thing? It's a thing, yeah, it's on YouTube, yeah. Oh, right. well, Booyaka. Um... Booyaka 619. Really well, we'll, we'll put that out on our social medias. For sure, well. <laughs> so follow us on social media. He also does, um, I think it is John Cena and uh, Shawn Michaels as well. Well, we'll put all three out. <laughs> it's a fantastic video. It's the only one video. Great all stuff. right, we'll, we'll have the video. Can so, I just yeah, didn't use that. Before we get into this match, the referee. I don't know if he wound you two up as much as he wound me up. I even found out with Brian Hebner, Earl's son. Because he was incompetent as hell. He just annoyed the tits off me. It was ridiculous. He was, was he the one that did the epic bump earlier on? No. Well. I thought it was the same guy on it. Oh, was it? Maybe it was. He yeah. was just... Not oh. a good track record on this pay-per-view, then. He just annoyed the absolute hell out of me. What was he doing? He's making... I, I have... The best referees you're not supposed to know are there. And this guy, like, every time there was in a pin, he was, like, putting his hands underneath. <laughs> I got to check. Oh, oh my god, yeah, but it was like taking I didn't really that. notice him. At one point, he even pulls Eddie Guerrero off a table. It was absolutely ridiculous. I didn't really notice him, actually. 
No, um, I, I know he had a, he had a bad performance. He, he's like the Mike Dean of wrestling referees. He made it all about him, and he is he's called yeah. Brian Hebner. He's Earl's son, so that what do you expect? He probably thought I'm a second generation referee. You know, gives his shit, pal. Just yeah. you know, count the threes when you have to. Right, I'm glad I've got that out of the way because it. Do my on to, be- on to better stuff. <sighs> Peters, what did we think of this grudge match between Guerrero and Mysterio? Bloody lovely. Absolutely. Oh, to be honest, I'd say this was on par with the main event. I think it was that good. I, I think, cause yeah. what what happened, it was with the VT that built up to it, it was so fast-paced. And just everything that they do, these two, it's just magic, isn't it? The chemistry they've got is unbelievable. Yeah, for me... Lovely, lovely, lovely. But I've picked up a bit of dodgy Michael Cole commentary. What did he say? So, so yeah, he comes into the ring post. And Michael Cole says over the replay, here he is right into your living room. Just stop it, Michael Cole. Maybe Mysterio's <laughs> likely not going to throw through someone's telly from running to a wrestling ring post. Yeah, you say that. In America. In the I don't know, you, get, you get a pen of the most random shit. It's great. Oh, it just, it just annoys me. <laughs> It just in the, in the main event, JBL went through a TV. Yeah, I've got no point problem with that because Michael Cole's <laughs> going, oh, he's in my living room now. Oh, what, <laughs> if you're, living room, Michael what if you're watching the Atlantic Ocean? What if you're watching Sky 3D? You might want to have 3D. What? That wasn't around. <laughs> anyway. It might was. Well, well, it was around until I'm sure I had some 3D. You put the glasses on, Spy Kids 3D was around. Oh, yeah, yeah, you put the glasses on. That was around the 70s, but it wasn't in your house at that point, was it? I don't think. I don't know. I was that was like, 2005. Sir. No, I think I watched oh, a Champions League final in 3D when I was in Europe. In, in Europe. <laughs> in uni. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Which was in Europe, the finish, then. <laughs> Yeah, true. The finish mm. was incredible as well. The noise is amazing. Yeah. On par with the main event for me. Bloody, yeah. bloody lovely. I agree. It was I, a, probably my I second favourite match. When, when we finished, I'll, I'll tell you else I noticed after the match. After I go on then look. Was it? Was it the cameraman who looked like Linda McMahon? <laughs> what? Was there. At the side yeah. of the ring. At the side of the ring. With the blonde hair. Yeah. The photographer looked like Linda McMahon. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't, but I'm interested to see them now. I want to go back and watch that. Oh, please do. What's Linda doing out there? <laughs> it's amazing stuff. Some good spots in here. Well, say an overzealous ref pulls Eddie off the announce table. He's making it all about him. Absolutely. There's no one who got released. He's only been refing for five years at this point. You should know what he's doing. Get him out. Get rid of Did him. Did he get released because his dad got sacked? Maybe. I thought one of them wants, one, one of them wants selling dodgy match. That was hell, wasn't it? I, I was brother. Uh, oh, well, he's obviously got tied with the same brush then, I know. Yeah. But I knew Earl was, but I didn't know if it was his brother or his son. It yeah. sounded like referee match, Charles. Or was it Earl? Yeah. Earl yeah. 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 and Dave. Eddie goes back, tries to, um, goes back to what he did previously, tries to do a brain buster on the steps on Rey Mysterio. So when Mysterio does a 619 on the post, with much to Peter's chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> Charvo then comes out, distracts the referee, because, you know, the ref was just useless. Eddie tries to use a chair. Ray says Ed sort of stops him doing it, hits a 619, goes through the West Coast Park. Eddie Guerrero just absolutely flattens him with a chair. It's like, <laughs> like, a, it's like a fly being swatted. Oh, it's it? horrendous, isn't it? And then Ray wins by DQ, but Eddie decides that's not enough. 
and carries on with his assault with the chair. Some brutal chair shots to the back. Only 18 minutes. Lou, what did you, what did you think of the match as a whole? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I because I was trying to telegraph the the finish, especially when Chavo came down. And I was like, oh, here we go, distraction finish. And then I was convinced that they were going to do the bit, you know, where Eddie pretends he's been hit. All oh, right. To pick up the DQ. Uh, yeah, I, was con- yeah. I was convinced that was going to happen, but now he's absolutely levered him with a chair. <laughs> and uh, it's like a tennis racket. Like a swat, wasn't it? it was, yeah, just into yeah. the next state. Oh, I know I said I'd stop talking about the ref, but that was another thing that annoyed me about it. So Chavo Guerrero comes in the ring and gets kicked out. So oh, when he jumped, when he jumped, he jumped out. out. I thought to make sure Chavo's all yeah, right. Yeah, that was a bit annoyed me. What's he doing? Who uh, outrageous. Yeah. Chavo's not part of oh. Do you yeah, that, that was stupid. That was yeah. stupid. Brian, isn't it? I'm glad he's been yeah. sacked. I was Brian. Yeah, I was Brian. Wasn't it? Not Dave. Brian. For the third Dick week in a, a yeah. for the third week in a row. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, just annoyed. Oh, annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> this is the the start of the Guerrero Mysterio rivalry. I believe this is the rivalry that led on to the ladder match for Dominic. It is. That happened at SummerSlam. Was that this obviously, year? Then yes, obviously, yeah. sadly, died in November. Was it 2005? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's Saturday's yeah. last year, yeah. Yeah, because Raymond Seary won the 2006 Rumble, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, Can I, am I allowed to point out now who I saw taking Rey Mysterio to the back? Go on. Finley. Bill Finley. Buddy Finley. Was this oh, before, oh, before he's been on TV as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that, that's what I mean, so it stuck, it stuck out a bit more like than it did, than it would have done if it was normal. The fact that he's there and you don't really know who he is, and then he what, turns up on TV. What did we think of it? Finley's entrance music. My name is Finley, and I love to play it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, good. Vishalele. He loved to fight, didn't he? That was what was good about him. But he was in one of the worst. Uh, we when I mean, there was the match when I think was it supposed to be a triple threat match? It was when it was part of the Booker T's King's Court. Ah, uh, yeah. Finley. And Lashley was supposed to be there for whatever reason. Lashley went in it, and the Lashley crowd injured was, last minute. Yeah, it was boring. That and was Brent one of the worst. <laughs> you, you can hear the crowd; they're all chanting Barbie. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. That was. That I, back, I think 2006. So wasn't it? Would have I watched it and I got back into it. Oh, maybe was it later than that? Maybe no, later. Was it 2006? Been, oh, because Booker T beat. This is when Booker T was world champion and he beat Rey Mysterio in 2006. Of course he did, yeah. And then they had a Punjabi prison match with Greg Kelly had to pull out as well. So it was a big show. And, and the That's t- a great bit of TV though, isn't it? Where, where Teddy Long <laughs> yeah. with, um, is it Estrada? No, not Estrada, is it? Uh, Davari. Davari. Davari, Kelly and the big show. And he goes, yeah, there is going to be a Punjabi prison match. It'll be Batista against you, the big show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though that pay per view was terrible, can we watch it? When, when was it? When was it? It's great, but great, but American Bash is quite in in the summer, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's July. July. I hope it's July. We'll watch it in a couple of month in a month or two. Then two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, but it's just great TV. That bit I remember watching it, thinking this is this is unbelievable. That was one of the and that was one of the free ones that we got on July Sky. July twenty third. It was so let's get it to the end of July. Yeah, terrible pay per view, really, but it was promise. just a bit fun. So. That's a wrestling around promise. We were watching Great American Bash 2006. So join us for that. We don't break promises on wrestling around. We do not, as we I proved at the beginning of the show. 
So 50, re- 50 reviews on on, <laughs> on the old iTunes, five stars, and Hulk Hogan and Luna Vachon will be joining me. <laughs> right then, let's go on to our main event. We've got JBL, who's just lost his title as the longest reigning SmackDown champion, wasn't he? Over a year. Yeah. Uh, to John Cena at WrestleMania. This is for the WWE title. It's an I Quit match. Um, didn't really see why it was an I Quit match. I couldn't find a lot. I think on TV, Cena told them to quit or something. Yeah, I couldn't really find out why. But JBL comes out holding his undisputed title, so the old one. This is a good-looking belt. The Brock Lesnar belt, I call it. It's it's very nice, yeah. How do you associate with The Undertaker? No, that run when he was the American badass. Yeah. But yeah, lovely belt. John Cena, this is sort of before everyone hated him. He got quite a big pop. Oh, his pop was huge. But yeah, he gets like a WrestleMania entrance here, doesn't he? He comes out on a truck with a DJ. The DJ was annoying me. Yeah, I was like, I thought my audio was glitching out <laughs> when I was watching yeah. it. He was also quite a poor DJ because he just let the song play and then every now and again just scratched his decks. Wow, did he? But Cena, this is, you forget how popular Cena was. So this is, he's still part of like chain gang Cena, isn't he, at this point? Yeah. Well, I've always quite liked Cena. <laughs> It was it was over when in two thousand five. So it just just won the big and this is before the, the era of John Cena or the start of the era of John Cena. Because I think he gets moved to Raw shortly after this. It's the night I don't know if it's the night after or the sort of couple of weeks after. It's the draft in it in a in it, and then he starts to go with Chris Jericho, I think, doesn't he? And that's sort of like Yeah, the, it was that year the draft was over a month, wasn't it, rather than with one night. Yeah. Because I think there was a pay-per-view where they had Cena and Batista both on the same one. I think it was Vengeance. Is it, is it yeah, because then Batista goes in the last week, didn't Batista's they? the last pick, isn't he? Is it um, 2005 or is it 2006? New Year's Revolution where Edge wins the title? 2006. 2006. But is, it a, is that in the January then? Yeah, it's like the first weekend of January. Right. It's before the Rumble, yeah. That's what I associate with this like, sort of, not Reign of Terror, that was Triple H's Rumble on it, but in Reign of Cena. Yeah. Can I also just pick up on something else with this reign of Cena? The, the terrible T-shirt he's wearing. It is god awful. That he, wore, he wore that one that early because he wore that, that again, didn't he? He was the US it's champ. It's more the fact yeah. that it's got that belt on it. It just mm. looks stupid. <laughs> that belt bit on the bottom. It does have a grown man, but I think for a on kid, a child they were saying fine. that. Yeah. On a child, it's fine. It just kind of annoyed me that all the wrestlers wear their own merchandise now. Yeah. No one wears like special attire, so I'll wear no match. It's a bit weird for me. Yeah, every wrestler comes on the t-shirt, don't they? Yeah, it's strange. Do you know what annoys me more? All of them wrestling now. Thanks, yeah. Kevin Owens. That annoys me more than that. Um, when they sort of not wearing a t-shirt, they're wearing like a flap, where they don't have any sides or. Oh, apps. Cody, Cody Rose used to do all the time, right? <laughs> oh, like uh, Shawn Michael special. It's not a vest. It's just like it's a, just a t-shirt with the bits missing. Half a poncho or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Looks at t-shirts. I think should all be really good. It's had no size and no abs. That's <laughs> 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 just calling T-tail. That's all that about. Yeah. This is match is famous for being ridiculously bloody. It's like. Outrageous. JBL busting somebody up until so much. Yeah, the <laughs> Judgment Day pay per view. Seen that before. I don't even know who does the blur job on Senior here, but it is a lot of blood in it. <laughs> it's spectacular, isn't it? Before we get into the, the bust open, there's some interesting bits at the start. So, it was the NI quit match. I did like the fact Nick Patrick always had a microphone in his hand. Yeah. 
And I you like don't really see many I quit matches nowadays, though, either, do you? No. Not and really. It's no, and I, I think there's, a, there's an issue with that, with I quit matches in general. This is very, and that's the same with the last man standing match as well. It's very difficult to do a false finish. Mm. So it yeah, sometimes yeah. it does make it more. This match didn't really suffer from it as much. But last some matches just like last matches really do, yeah. But it's just that bit I, of like that heat you can't get it because you can't get the suspense. And a lot of wrestling is based on that now. Like yeah. all the good matches, like the Cena and I think the Indian... AJ Styles matches were just kind of constant kicking out at two point nine. And yeah. I really like that when you do it well and it's there's high stakes. I think it's really good. Basically, what WrestleMania 25 was between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, but it worked because the streak was on the line. Yeah. And I, but and so you just don't get that with type, type of matches like this, which I think especially, is probably why. And also, I quit matches need to be quite violent. Especially uh, last man standing matches because yeah, they do a real good sequence of moves and the crowd's really excited. And then they wait nine seconds and it just kills everyone. Yeah. Last man, yeah. I mean, I quit more or less the same with that as well, which is probably why you don't see them that often. Um, I think the end of this one though is really clever. Yeah. But there's a lot in this match you would not see now at all. There's a lot of choking. Like, you know, choking with white, you you wouldn't see that at all. With the belts, isn't it? Yeah. But right at the start of the match, I enjoy it. So Cena's got JBL in the hole and JBL goes to the bottom rope and looks at the ref and just goes, I'm not doing out. (laughs) Because in some matches, the referees start counting off. It's a no DQ match, and the referees count off and tell them to get off the ropes, which winds me up now. And um, I noticed Taz, Taz, I think, says he can hold that for five minutes if he wants to. Yeah. As well. And JBL goes for a pin at one point as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, sometimes you need that little bit of silliness in these matches to break them up because it's sort of that's their bread and butter, isn't it? And then they're not yeah. used to doing an adequate match. Clever, very clever. Unless you're Randy Savage and you go for a pin in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thrown over the top by Yokozuna. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I did like J. Bilney though. He was unbelievable heel, sort of on the mic all the way through, telling Cena to quit. You think it's put through an announce table, and we get the Cena. We put Cena post open bad with a chair shot. It's very ridiculous on it. J. Bill getting put through that table bad as well. Like he properly caught his back on the side of that yeah. table, and the chair shot was nowhere near as good as Eddie Guerrero's. But still, absolutely brutal because of how much bend is in that chair. Oh god, yeah. All oh, right, I know we're rewinding back, right? It's just something really in front of me. In one of the promos on the Big Show match, uh, like the video package before, it shows Matt Morgan hitting. I know, sorry, it's just coming to me. Now. Right. It shows Matt Morgan hitting the Big Show with a chair, but it's in with the wrong way around. So it's holding the top of the chair, not like the legs. Oh, and I was like, oh, it's that uh, shit chair shot the other week. It was Lex Luger, wasn't it? Lex Luger, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The worst chair shot of all time. Yeah. But But did you notice again? Blue chairs. Yeah, blue blue chairs at this event. Come randomly, don't they? Yeah, that really annoyed me. I just thought, oh, come on. It's not hard to hit somebody with a bloody chair, is it? (laughs) Come on. JBL is doing a lot of choking this match. He gets a Cena's chain choking him all out and that. A bit. That annoyed me, but I get why they did it for the finish. JBL tries to leave. Come on. Not like that. You're in a night quick match, can't leave. Just because he's literally dominated Cena all the way through the match. Cena does his five moves, and then JBL wants to walk out. Yeah, unless you're Roberto Durant. Yeah, well, allegedly. Big queer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I still, I really annoyed me that stupid call. Who are you? Who are you? 
I'd love to see Cole and Duran in a ring. Even Duran now. Hey, Cole's undefeated at WrestleMania. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, the King's not. Absolutely ridiculous. Of course, uh, JBL tries to leave. Seeing the chases after him. He's fighting on the stage. Obviously, JBL's limousine's there. And they're fighting on, on top of the limousine. He's, he always, I don't know how many limousines he had, but you'd stop bringing them on there because they always end up with a dinted bonnet or smashed windows. Or... <laughs> What do you think about it? This, right? one, this he's, one got blue flights, didn't it? He's doing a promo backstage, and it's like, right, ready to go now? He's like, yeah, liver. Yeah. <laughs> but he, his liver gets destroyed as well, doesn't it, before the match? Because Cena comes down in his entrance and kicks the horns off. Well, yeah. You just wouldn't bring it in anymore, would you? Leave it at home, JBL. Yeah, unless he had that much money. He can just buy limos for, for anything. So JBL's choking Cena. Cena then throws him through a TV. Which <laughs> is, I, I was trying to remember in 2005. Did we still have TVs like that, or had it all gone flat? Screen? CRT TV. No, yeah. we did. We did. I think they were they were flat screen, but they were still CRT. They weren't the yeah. plasma ones they have now. Because I remember we had one at home, didn't we? That was a big. It was flat screen, but it was big, wasn't it? It was massive at the back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and not, I could remember not nowadays. Where it's yeah, it's often ridiculous now, aren't they? Some of the TVs. Good to see a CRT TV, though. Oh my God, whether they just put uh, it there. Oh, do you know what? It might have been around this time, right? So let's go to a story from my work experience. Why not? And I worked at Hull City Council for two weeks in the IT department, but it was a hardware department, which obviously, you know me, is not made for me. <laughs> I just want to sit in an office, sit at my, sit at my desk and do my work. But anyway, and, and one of the, the worst days was it was a boiling hot summer. And we had to change the entire offices. There's about 50 in there. Change all the CRT monitors to flat screens. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. Uh, that was that would have been 2005, I think. So it would have been around the same time. Oh, maybe that's maybe it was like that's why they had to get rid of all the CRT TVs and. But it's for them. But bloody hell, they're heavy things, aren't they? Such a faff. Like <laughs> these days now, when everyone's taking monitors home to work from home, imagine doing that with oh, yeah, two yeah, bloody CRTs and doing it. Your nightmare. Cathode, Rachel, thanks for. Yeah, CRT. I thought Cafo was just a person then. <laughs> oh, Cafo Rachel, but it's done for. Cafo Rachel, an Irish woman who uh, discovered the LCD TV. No, <laughs> was it, it developed in Hull, the LCD screen, wasn't it? Hull, Hull, Hull University. Here we go. Shout out to what all a, our Hull listeners. What, what a great, what a great university that is. Houses some absolute legends there. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got that as well, don't you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolute legend. And Terry Peters. Rob the editor. Rob the oh. editor. That legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, JBL's bust open. Does a good blade job on himself, doesn't he, JBL? Because he's, <laughs> he's pleading. When they show the, him going through the TV, you see his arm, his right arm going to the TV as well. Like him sort of drag it out and then bring it into the TV. Yeah. I can only assume he has a blade in there. That's what they've, when they've done it. Yeah, uh, then, so Cena's now got the upper hand, he throws JBL through a window of his limo, and then for some reason, rips the door off. <laughs> I, I think he was basically meant to go into the door, wasn't he? And it fall off, and then uh, not, not rip it off, and then hold it above his head and do nothing with it. Yeah, just put it put it down on the boot, and then just start <laughs> it. I was just put it there. Yeah, he rips the door, then he starts fighting on the truck that Cena came in on. 
and JBL's choking seems well, we obviously know what's going to happen because JBL removes the DJ decks from the, the table. He then gets up on top of a speaker and he's choking Cena with a like a microphone wire. Cena gets the microphone, it's JBL a couple of times with it. I like it when they hit the microphones well and it makes that sort of noise. Just still so good. Sometimes there's so much of it. What like every, every, every time you touch a wire, it's <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did notice on this one, where, especially when they pulled the TV thing yeah, out, it's like it did a, a loud bang. It doesn't ever happen. <laughs> I'm mean, not being funny. If you're in a quick match and that's all I've watched, just prod Cena with it. Master, with the, it. Master of the Death Match, Terry Peters. Can't <laughs> say about me. I'm a, what an awful monster yeah. I am. So uh, Cena's hitting him with a microphone. He falls off the sort of stereo into the table. And then Cena, well, JBL sort of crawls off. Cena thinks, right, what can I hit him with now? Oh, this big shiny exhaust that's stuck on the side of the truck. Pulls the big stack off, doesn't he? Pulls the exhaust off. JBL grabs the microphone off Nick, Nick Patrick, I think, and hit the referee. And quits yeah. there and there before Cena hits him. So Cena's the winner. But decides, do you know what, JBL, screw you. We'll smack him with it anyhow. Hits <laughs> him with a pipe. JBL goes through all the glass and seen as the winner. He then goes in back into the ring. It's quite a good image. I know you don't like the fireworks at the end, though, but... Yeah, not, for, it... not for WrestleMania. No, I mean, for WrestleMania, yes, but for this, no. Nah. It did seem a bit out of place to not have an understanding yeah. element at the end. It's a bit weird. I think it's quite a good image. We've seen it with both belts, absolutely like crimson mask and literally a crimson mask. And the Pirates going off. 22 minutes, all in all. Lou, what did we think of the, of the title match? Well, yeah, I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I said for the difficulties that I quit matches have, I thought this didn't really have any. Mm. The ending was a bit strange. Sometimes Cena comes across as a bit of a jerk, doesn't he? When he's, uh... Well, he won, haven't he? And then he did it. Yeah, but then I did like the fact that cause JBL kind of pointed to his head, and he? He's like, look, I'm smarter than you. I'm not. And yeah. he was like, oh, screw you, mate. And obviously in the feud, I imagine JBL being despicable. Yeah, the time, so he probably deserved it. But sometimes it's just a bit like, come on, see that. Same way with Wade Barrett when he covered him in all his chairs. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was really bloody. I always find the practice of blading just weird. I don't think I could ever. You know, when you think about it, like, yeah. can you actually like a theatrical like, um, production where like, yeah, you just you to cut yourself at this point? Um, it's in your own head open. It's just yeah. outrageous. Very strange. Very strange. I'm kind of glad that one's died out a bit now. Yeah, if it happens naturally, fine. But yeah, it, yeah. It I looked a bit OTT here, didn't it? With the amount of blood that Cena had. Yeah. Oh, it was massively OTT, but it was it was really good. It did provide some good visuals, like when they were fighting over the the white limo, and then there was coming off the red stains and the blood just goes everywhere. Yeah. Then I, I finally realised what those random Judgment Day panels were for. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Stage, like... they, they had a care shame at man yeah. moment. We're just going to put this glass panel like right here. Um, don't touch it. <laughs> they did, they did look very out of place, didn't they? Very strange, yeah. On it, they had like they look like a cricket scoreboard that just wheeled in, just for using that. But no, I really, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. It got Cena to a good start. I think for him. I presume this is his last pay per view before I went to Raw. Yeah, he literally went pretty much straight away after this. Yeah. Um, and Batista went the other way, didn't he? Because he yeah. just beat Triple H. Peters, did you think of the, of the main event? Like, like I said earlier, just, it was on par with Eddie Ray. It, this was as good as what I remember it being. The, to me, this match was it was clever in the way they did it. Um, like at the end, when 
JBL just knew he wasn't going to be able to come back if Cena hit him with that thing, so he quit before he could hit him with it to try and avoid sort of getting hurt a bit more. Obviously, you know, he ended up going through the glass anyway. But I thought he used the area and the, the arena quite well. I would have maybe liked to seen it go backstage just a little bit, because just to try and sort of expand the match a little bit. But I think they went into the crowd as well, which is always quite good in this yeah. sort of thing, where they just fall everywhere. And Heidenreich's friend was noted, and she was eating a box of cereal, well, or what looked like a box of cereal. Boot oh. yours, boot yours, maybe, maybe. But boot, boot <laughs> yours before. Cena's, Cena's, yeah, Cena's, yeah, not a Hi, Heidi's, Heidi's, There you go. Oblissers, because that's what she became. Not true. Not it's a it's absolute fabrication. You're just a troll, aren't you? Fake news. Yeah. But yeah, and again, the the final picture is quite impressive. Cena with the both belts, the the total brutality he's just gone through, and the fireworks in the background. I thought it was, it was a great way to kick off Cena's run. Um, Makes him look really strong, didn't it? Yeah, I thought it made him look really good. Good match. People don't really. That's what the, one of the criticisms about Cena is he doesn't do good matches, but he does. Let's Nonsense. be honest. He does, doesn't he? Let's. This is, I thought, needed what it to be. It, it's, this was a match, a match like this, where you have to brawl. If you're doing an I quit match, you obviously don't like each other, so you have to, you're obviously going to swing punches, you're not going to do suplexes, are you, in an I quit match? Well, you, you have to, though, don't you, to make your opponent not want any more. Yeah. That's, that's the whole premise of it, isn't it? That I you thought, beat your opponent up so bad that they can't take it anymore. This, I thought this fit JBL and Cena really, really well. Little fireworks, not a fan. Yeah, I prefer them at the end. I'd prefer them at the beginning rather than the end. That was, that was my only thing. I like it at WrestleMania at the end when it's, you've won the big match and all the fireworks go off. But for judgment, not the judgment there, there. Come on. There's no fireworks for the whole show until this match. Cena seen, seen at the start. Yes, yeah, so I mean, so Cena at the beginning. But it would have been nice to have the big up and then he only goes, ah, oh, no. SmackDown yeah. present. And he goes, judgment in. He goes, but no, no. And then everyone's like, yeah. Judgment Day. That's what you want at the beginning. Unless they was trying to do um, Eminem as the, because they were like the paparazzi and the Hollywood yeah. A-listers and that one they yeah. Miz before the Miz. Yeah, don't ah. hear it. Don't hear it. So that was Judgment Day 2005. I'd never seen it before. I thought it there was there was some good matches, especially the last two. I enjoyed the Cruiserweight match. There was some absolute dross. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember you can't defend it, and you, we give you the option, and you couldn't defend it. <laughs> I did. Didn't defend it as good at any time. You made, you made a lie up of what a little good. girl, so you, you good. please yourself. <laughs> good. Good. Hey, I never got a hairstyle, did I? <laughs> no, no, that is true. Yeah. But he is, he is balding, so he's probably just upset about that. <laughs> good, wholesome fun. Terry Peters, what did we think of Judgment Day 2005 as a whole? If you would give it a score out of 10, what would you give it? A 6. Six. Six, I think it was propped up very much by the last two matches. There was more dross in there than there was good. I think there's... I'd watch Eddie Ray again, and I'd watch the main event again, and that would probably be about my lot, I think. Like I said, unfortunately, just, there was too much to let it down in the, with Orlando Jordan, and I didn't... And the first tag match just really let it down for me. Six. Not, not, not brilliant. And the storyline with Kurt Angle and Booker T. Just that storyline as well brings it down a bit. 
Yeah, I would go higher. I'd go seven because I thought the last two matches were really good. And yes, despite yeah. the despite the storyline, I still thought Angle because he was a good match, and I did yeah. enjoy Chavo Guerrero for London. It's in a half The Angle Booker match was good. It was just the storyline. Apart from the ending, the ending did let that yeah. down. Yeah, six and a half for me actually. Six and a half to Peters. Lou, you famously said there was no bad matches on this card at the start of the show. Yep. What, what, was your, what was your overall thoughts on, on the pay-per-view? It was a good, solid show. I really I really enjoyed it, actually, more than I thought I maybe would. I kind of only picked this one for the main event because uh, I'd heard good things about that and I wanted to see it. But I I enjoyed it. You know, I don't, you know, hard to make an Orlando Jordan for me. It was mildly entertaining, but it was only five minutes, so you can't bring a show down that much. If it had been like 25 minutes, I'd have thought maybe bring the show down. And even though the, 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 the angle, the cat angle of Booker T style was a bit uncomfortable, it did really, really get you into that match. So I guess it worked in that sense. Yeah. Um, I guess you got too, too real at times. It's just like, fucking hell, it's just idiot. It's one of those, it's one of those shows, like, it makes sense in a wrestling context, kind of. But it's one of those ones that you really don't want someone to walk in when you, you're showing him wrestling for the first time. It's, yeah. it was just one of those storylines, you know, where you're like, oh, you're watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And then cat angle's like, got his, Got his hands over Shamel's mouth and he's laying on top of it. Odd. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not a good so visual, is it? I guess in the start, you know, if you watch the whole storyline like pan out, it might have made more sense. But it's just one of those things where you, you, you don't want to introduce someone to wrestling for the first time when something like that happens. And, and wrestling's always got a, a habit of just when you think it's normal and think, oh, do you know what? You should, you should get into wrestling. It'll throw something like that up every now and again, which is absolutely ridiculous. Makes it look really weird to get into it. Yeah, but no, I really. I, I really enjoyed the show. I think out of the, the shows we've done so far, I think this is probably my top three. I, I really enjoyed it. Of course. Um, yeah, it was a good show. Next week, we're going to jump three years into the future. We're going to One Night Stand 2008. Lou, are you excited? 2008? This is your pick. Yeah, so this was the kind of the height of wrestling fan on the first time, and I was really into it at this point. Watching absolutely everything. Loved this pay-per-view from what I remember. I've definitely so, seen it so before. So you've seen it before, right, yeah. But stupid name yeah well it was obviously come from the this was the last ECW. one it became, it became extreme rules the year after right. but it, it should have two years before like ECW one night stand makes sense it doesn't exist anymore like, WWE one night stand mm. right it's just one night stand it's his only show and then the next night it's on Raw like what <laughs> right. yeah. so, I seem to remember being a really good pay period it's got a strong main event of a TLC match between Edge and the Undertaker you can't really go wrong with that. So I'm really looking forward to it next Super week. Absolute pros. Terry Peters, are you uh, looking forward to next week as well? I've never seen this pay-per-view, so I'm quite intrigued to see what awaits for me. Although if that main event sounds quite tasty. There we go. You can't, you can't go wrong. Like Lou said, you can't go wrong with Engine Undertaker, can you? And then the week after that, I'm going to do something, I say, a bit different. We recently did a, a showcase of, of William Regal. The week after that, is it Mick Foley's birthday, Lou? It is, yeah. Mick Foley's birthday, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick our favourite Mick Foley matches. Well, obviously, Mick Foley has had a ridiculous career. There's hundreds to choose from. So what we're going to do is pick matches after he retired, which sounds strange, doesn't it? But I mean, <laughs> obviously, he lost to Triple H in the Hell in a Cell match, no way out 2000. And he retired from then, but he kept wrestling, didn't he? So we're going to pick matches post-2000. Obviously, we'll go back to Foley probably next year. We're going to cover Foley matches because he's all one of our favourites. Lou, are you, are you excited about our uh, Mick Foley special? Not really. Yeah. Okay, it's more of a special next. It's on his later things. I think even though he probably only wrestled like 10 or 12 times something like that after he retired, it's still going to be bloody hard to pick which matches that were 
we're going to cover. Some good matches in there, isn't there? So there's some really good matches. Some of my favourite matches of all time. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult to pick yet. So I've definitely not made any decisions on, on which ones I picked this time around. There's also some some classic moments because we get Commissioner Foley. Yes, we do. And we also get Raw GM Foley of like the 2018 or whatever it was. Okay, I'm not sure we'll pick any from that one. <laughs> so, Peters, are you excited to, to cover the what well, the last part of Foley's career? Yeah, I know one of my matches already, which I'm excited to watch again. I know one of mine. Happy days. But we've got um, we've promised a lot of things on social media this week. There'll be pictures of Lou's terrible mask. There'll be a poll on to say whether that that the price has been paid for the promise that we said. <laughs> Absolutely has. You can find us on Wrestle Around on Facebook or at WrestleAround. That's W R E S Around on Twitter and Instagram. Everything will be up on there. We'll also clip in that video of William Shatner doing Rey Mysterio's music. <laughs> It's a sight to see, really. Is it? Was it John Cena's and Shawn Michaels as well? Yeah, it's it's just good. I think it might also do Triple H's, but I can't promise you that one. All right, well, there we go. So far as that, if you've got any questions you want to tell us, wrestling around at outlook.com. That is wrestling around at outlook.com. Give us a five star review if you're not doing out and you enjoy the show. We've got 11 now. I think four more. I'm going to have to get an Instagram, apparently. Yeah. We get up to. With daily, with daily selfies as well. Daily selfies. So if you're all looking forward to that, I know it is. So we'll get far in a matter of minutes when this gets announced. <laughs> 39 more, and I'll be joined. An absolute honour to be joined by Hulk Hogan and Luna Vachon <laughs> for a full episode. So that's two hours of Hulk Hogan and Luna Vachon. Lou, where can we find you on social media? Find me at Lou Markham on Twitter and Instagram. If it is, and uh, Terry Peters, where can we find you? I'm promoting the editor again, so it's RobL92 on Twitter and RL92 on Instagram. He doesn't deserve it. What about you personally, though, Terry Peters? Rest around. Rest around. Yeah. I believe there's an at Tez Peters account. I don't know why he's hiding away from it. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah, there is that. I know there, there is an at Tez Peters, but he's never tweeted on it. Outrageous. Why would he do it? Funny you. Silent Peters. It's as good as your Instagram account. Yeah, well, we'll find out in in four reviews. Down. I think that I think Tess Peters was trying to um, tweet, but isn't it went down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just, just before we be, you can find me as uh, at the Ross M on Twitter. But final thing, if the audio has been terrible in this, it's no one's fault. But Terry Peters, because his his internet has been horrendous. <laughs> this is this is like the fourth or fifth time we've <laughs> we've recorded. So it's a bit disjointed. If it's a bit disjointed, that that's why. Um, if, you, if you find out where it is disjointed, you, you get some points. Yeah. We'll, we'll put you on some sort of leaderboard. Yeah, there you go. If you want to tell us where it's disjointed, email us and then tell us where it's disjointed. Say, if you want to start a hashtag, sack Rob Ellie, I don't know, then that's, that's fine with us. <laughs> but that has been Judgment Day 2005. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Terry, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody listening. Uh, don't forget to join us next week for One Night Stand 2008, and we shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.